Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. 2 Samuel chapter 10, and beginning with verse 1, we have been in this series this summer that we've entitled Summer Stories, and where we're basically uh, taking the summer to look at a lot of different uh, stories that maybe you've not heard about in the Old Testament. And um, how many of you know that every time you read the Bible, you learn something new? I don't know what it's, it's just an amazing, amazing, anointed, God-inspired book that, you know, um, you can read it a hundred times, and every time you go back to it and you read a certain story, it's like God speaks to you in a fresh way. So this summer, we've been having a lot of fun looking at a lot of just uh, different stories in the Old Testament. And, and today, I, I want to look at a story that, it, to be honest with you, it's a very different kind of story. And uh, you're going to kind of see it in just a few moments. And I'm excited about you being here. I'm excited about what I'm going to be talking about today because I believe that there are going to be people that you are going to receive something special from God today. Um, how many of you know that God wants to speak into your life? God wants to speak to you today, so I encourage you to open up your heart and let God speak to you in a fresh way today. So let's look at God's word this morning together. And um, 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse uh, 1 through 5. The Bible says this, It happened after this that the king of the people of Ammon died, and Hanan his son reigned in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent by the hand of his servant to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servant came into the land of the people of Ammon, and the prince of the people of Ammon said to Hanan, their Lord, do you think that David really honors your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not rather sent his servant to you to search the city, to spy out, and to overthrow it? This verse, this next verse 4 is amazing to me because you read this and you're like, I cannot believe this, this story. Therefore, Hanan took David's servants, shaved off half their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks, which is a funny word to me because that's like a Forrest Gump word. <laughs> like buttocks. It's, that's rear end for some of you that don't know what buttocks is. It says, shaved off half their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks. That's, I got to say it again because it's funny to me. It's not funny to y'all, but it's funny to me. When they told David, he sent to meet them, and listen to this, because the men were greatly ashamed. Everybody say ashamed. Some translations actually say they were embarrassed. Some translations tell us that this, these guys were so humiliated. They were so offended. And the king said, wait at Jericho until your beards have grown and then return. I want you to bow your heads for just a few moments, and I want us to pray before we uh, go into what God has for us today. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you, God, that 
You love us so much. Thank you that you're in this place and you're speaking into our hearts. God, we receive the word that you have for us today in your holy name. And everyone said, amen. You know, this is a very interesting story. And um, as you read this, you're probably thinking, okay, I showed up today. And what in the world does this story have to do with me, with my life? And I, I want to share with you some thoughts today on a topic that I believe it affects every single person here today. And we're going to talk about it. How do you deal with being offended? Aren't you glad you came to church today? <laughs> How do you deal with being offended? Do you know that, that every single person in here, you are going to be offended? It's just a fact of life. There are going to be moments, there are going to be times in your life that you are going to be hurt, you're going to be offended. In fact, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 17 verse 1 that it is impossible that no offense should come into your life. In other words, you're going to be offended. There are going to be moments, there are going to be times, there are going to be different things that you're going to go through in your life that you're going to be offended by maybe people that you love. Maybe people that you care, that you're really close to, and you're just going to get offended. And I think one of the, the Things that happens to us, and I, I don't think it, it has to do with being a Christian or not or whatever. I think everybody gets offended. But what's, what's sad is that we respond a lot of times even as Christ followers just like somebody that doesn't know Christ. Churches are full of people that have gotten offended. Christians all around us that have gotten offended, they're sitting in church today. This is why they sit on the opposite side of the people they don't like. They walk in on a weekend to church and they're like, oh man, I don't want to get around them. This is why there are people here today that you have family members you haven't talked to in a long, long time. You drive by their house. You don't want to call them. You don't want to have anything to do with them because you've been hurt. You've been offended. And this is a beautiful story today that we're going to look at because when you start to look at this, um, this story of, of David, and you know, David, was, David had a good heart. And this story, just to kind of break it down for you, is for you to, to kind of get the, really the, the beauty of this story is that, that David is friends with this king, and this king passes away, and, this, and David is like, you know what, I love this king, I love his family, I love the people there, I want to honor him. And this is a, a, a huge deal. It's, a, it's, it's this funeral that's going to be happening. And David says, I want to send two of my best men. These guys, if you go study a little bit about some of the soldiers that served under David, these guys were mean dudes. They were like Braveheart. How many of you ever seen Braveheart? These guys were tough. And David sends these two guys as representatives to the funeral. They go to the funeral, they show up, and the young prince, the son of the king that's just died, 
he starts, he's a rookie king, and he starts to listen to all these voices, these people speaking into him. And they're, they're, what, what are they saying? They're saying, do you really believe that David cares about you? And that he sent these two guys to honor you? And do you really, are you really buying that? And he starts to listen, this young king, this prince is listening to all this stuff and he starts to kind of be convinced that these guys are not there out of pure motives, they're there to spy. They're there to measure out the walls, they're there to figure out how can they break into this city to destroy them. So what do they do? Out of nowhere, they grab these guys. And they do something so humiliating to them is that they shave half their beard. Why is that important? They they shave half their beard because, you know, in that time, your beard was your identity. For a man, it meant authority. It meant honor. And so they totally offend them. They humiliate them. They cut their clothes in the back so their buttocks are showing. This is the first instance in the, in the world of somebody being pantsed. I know you're in church, you don't want to say this, but have you ever pantsed somebody? Or maybe confession time, have you ever been offended by somebody pantsing you? Funny story, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but you know, a lot of y'all know I was a youth pastor for 16 years, and I, I don't know what it was. I attracted the craziest kids. Maybe it's because I was that way when I was a kid. I was like, God has a sense of humor. When you see a crazy kid acting a fool, just start thinking, this guy's going to be a pastor one day. God's going to use him in the ministry. Some of y'all are like, your kids are crazy. I'm like, yeah, God's hand's right on his life. <laughs> but I, 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 we were going on a missions trip down to Mexico, to Guadalajara, and I had, I, we were teaming up with a bunch of churches, and these churches had all picked out the cream of the crop, and I was like hard-pressed to find some good kids in my youth group. I found a couple guys, and I told them, I said, we were driving to this church to stay at this church in Houston, and the next morning we were going to go to the, to the airport, International Airport, to fly out, and we were spending the night because we had to get up real early, and I was driving over there, and I was telling the kids, please don't embarrass me. Y'all, don't embarrass me. Just, like, be real good Christians. Just hang out and stuff. We're there that night. The kids are all playing this, this big gym. The kids are playing basketball. There's ladies, sponsors, all these people all around the edges of the basketball court. The kids are out there playing. And one of the pastors, this guy is like, he oversees other churches. He's in these gym shorts, and one of my kids, one of my kids walks up behind this pastor and whips his drawers down to his ankles. He's standing there in front of everybody in his tidy whities And I was like, dear baby Jesus, take me home right now. I want to go to the, see the good Lord. This pastor was awesome. I thought he was going to kill this kid. He, he just reached down, pulled his pants back up, kept playing basketball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
this story is funny to me because these guys got pants. It's funny, but it really was humiliating to them. They were hurt. These guys were offended. The Bible says that they leave. They, they, these, probably for them, it would have been better for them to have been physically assaulted to been beat, to maybe been hit so they could go back as warriors and say somebody, yeah, we got punched in the face and we're, we're here doing the king's work. We came on behalf of the king. Do you know that, that, that a lot of times when you're doing something for your king, the king of kings, you're going to get hurt and you're going to get offended? Churches are full of people that have gotten butt hurt. Some of y'all are getting offended because I said butt hurt. (laughs) They've gotten butt hurt. I'm telling you, do you know that Satan will use offense to destroy your calling? Satan will use offense to destroy you, to annihilate your calling. This is why churches are full of people that have gotten butt hurt somewhere along the line in their life, and now they're just sitting, not doing anything for God. And I, I'm just, I, I think we got to talk about it because you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt by family members. There are going to be people that are going to hurt you, and it's going to be painful. But you know, one of the things that happens is that that when you have opposition, it brings out the best in you sometimes. Do you know that New Zealand is the home of the, the, the most flightless birds on the planet? That in New Zealand, 42% of the, 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 air, the, the, the um, birds don't fly. They just have little nubs for, for wings. Why? Because there's no predators. There's no snakes, there's no wolves, there's no foxes, nothing is chasing them. Do you know that sometimes what, what happens is that, that, that when you have that, that trial, that hurt, that pain, that pressure that comes in your life, that predator that you see as something so harmful, it is what God is allowing to happen in your life to take you to another level. To rise up and soar. Do you know that, 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 listen to me, without that pressure coming against you in your life, you, you'd never know what you really have inside of you. And I love this story because these guys have been offended. They're so hurt. And David hears from a, from a messenger that says to them, he comes running up and he tells them what happened. And he says, these guys are on their way back. These warriors are coming back and they're totally offended, humiliated. They've been embarrassed. They're hurt. Garments are cut in the back like this. Their high knees are showing. Their beards are cut and half of their face is shaved. And David says, you run back out there and you stop them and you send them to Jericho. Don't let them come back into this city and be humiliated and embarrassed anymore. You know what Jericho means? The word Jericho actually actually means the sweet place. 
And what, what David tells them is that he says to them, he says, you tell them to go, just go get in a sweet place and let them be restored. Let their beards grow back. Let the, the tailor come back and fix them back up. Let them be restored. And listen to me, the first thing that God would tell you today, if you've been offended, don't retaliate. You don't get, don't plan out your vengeance. You know, the Bible tells us very clearly that vengeance is is not our job. Vengeance is God's job. God can deal with people a lot worse than you could ever even dream of that come against you. Just go to the sweet place. In the midst of you getting offended, just stay sweet. Just stay sweet. Just stay focused. Say, you know what? I'm not going to allow my heart to be contaminated with anger, unforgiveness, and bitter, bitterness. I want to stay. I'm going to stay in Jericho. Once you turn to your neighbor and just tell them, you, you need to stay in Jericho. Your beard is going to grow back. If you're sitting next to a lady, you need to tell them that. Just tell them, your beard's going to grow back. Don't worry about it. I know you're hurt. I know this has hurt you so bad. Listen to me. You just stay there and you stay sweet and God's going to restore you. God's going to heal you. You know, we could talk a lot about, and and listen, I know we can laugh about being offended, and we can laugh about a lot of this stuff that's happened to people, and all of us in here have moments where we have been deeply wounded and offended. And I was thinking about how um, there's so many different different quotes that we could talk about that when it it comes to how we deal with life, and... um, I ran across this this quote by a man by the name of Leroy Satchel Page, and some of you sports uh, experts know who he is. He's the greatest pitcher that that has ever existed. Sports experts believe that he was the just one of the greatest pitchers that ever existed. He was the first black pitcher to play in the major leagues, and he didn't get to play till later on in life. and and, and people say, you know, it, had he not grown up in, in a time where, where there was so much racism and, and segregation, he, who knows what he could have really done. But he, go look it up. Go look at his story. It's an amazing story in how um, he was at one time the only black pitcher in, in the entire major league and was just uh, humiliated. People offended him. People would yell out all kinds of racial slurs at him. When he was out on the field trying to pitch, he's an incredible pitcher. And a sports reporter one time asked him, he says, How do you feel about these people that are yelling all these and they're screaming from the stands, all these racial slurs? And I love this. It, it just so stood out to me. He, this is what he said He said, You got to love like you've never been hurt. You got to love like you never, you know how you can love like you've never been hurt? You just stay in Jericho and you stay in that sweet place. That you refuse to let the offenses and the hurt and the pain to, to define you. Do you know how you deal with the offense? It's going to affect your entire future. Some of you right now, listen to me. I think one of the saddest things 
is that I see adults, I see parents affecting the, the next generation, their kids, because they're so stubborn and so prideful about somebody hurt them and their butt hurt. And now what they're doing is they're making huge decisions that are going to affect the rest of the next generations. Why? Because they're butt hurt. And nobody's denying that you got hurt. You got hurt. There's lots of people in the Bible that got hurt. I mean, I love Peter. Peter was this rough guy. I I mean, he was jacked up, like always getting angry, right? Like he cut a guy's ear off. He cussed people. He reminded me of my mother-in-law. She was here last night, and she said, be sure and mention me again. I love that. (laughs) You just got to know my wife's mom. She's a mess. (laughs) She says, I love love our church. The whole church knows I'll cuss you. (laughs) I gamble. (laughs) I always say, you're barely a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) What was I talking about? I forgot. (laughs) But Peter, I mean, this guy, Peter is, is like, this, he's messed up. And he comes, I mean, like, you, you, this, the younger kids would say that, that Peter was this guy. He's turned all the way up. I bet he listened to rap music. I bet he listened to, to DMX. And, like, I mean, he was just crazy. Somebody made him mad, and he goes up to Jesus, and he says, you know, how many times am I supposed to forgive people that offend me? And Jesus is th- think, Peter's thinking Jesus is going to give him some simple little answer and some cute, nice little answer. And, and Jesus tells him, he said, look, it's 70 times 7 in one day. And in other words, you're not supposed to be counting. And listen to me. I, I want to be clear as I, as I wrap this up today that, that there's people that have been offended and been hurt. And, and, and you were hurt. These weren't just little things that happened. These were words that were spoken over you or things that people have done to you. And it, it hurt you deeply. It offended you. It shamed you. Nobody, I'm not up here to tell you that, that you're going to forget what happened. We don't have, have amnesia. God can heal you and God wants to heal you. But forgiveness is just simply saying, you know what, I give up up my right to get even. That I'm not going to live the rest of my life with this poison inside of my heart trying to get even with the people that have offended me. I want to live in the sweet spot. I want to live in that sweet place. And what all that God tells us is that you keep running back and you keep getting yourself in that sweet spot. That sweet place that you go to God and you say, God, this hurts me. This, this has offended me. Would you just restore me? Would you just heal me? I, I want to pray with you today, and I want to ask you just to bow your heads for just a few moments. And I, I know that this is not an easy topic. Because there are people here today that you've been offended, you've been hurt in a real way. Some of you, it's been your kids. Your kids have just...
hurt you. You don't even know them anymore because what they've gone through, what they've done in their life, it's just, it's caused, and people in here, your kids are on drugs or drinking or whatever. Life just happens to people and kids get out there and start exploring and they come back and, man, it's painful. And I know it's hurt you. I know it's offended you. There's people here that, man, the stories after story after story of people that, man, have been hurt in church in the past. What if you were to just say, God, I have no idea why this is all happening, why this happened, or what what the explanation is, but God, I'm just going to do what you call me to do, and that is just to get, get in your presence, to stay sweet, to stay in Jericho, and not allow myself to be contaminated with anger and resentment. And help me just to love people. Help me to love my kids with an unconditional love, with a grace like you loved me. Help me to love other people around me that have offended me. That everything within me wants to write them off and tell them I don't ever want to see you again. I don't want to ever talk to them again. God, give me the strength to stay sweet. Father, I thank you for every person today that has walked through these doors. God, you know their heart. You see that they're here today. And God, I pray that you would heal their hearts today. Heal broken relationships heal us today, God. We thank you for this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.